Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensa Wood. Take your seats, please. There's a sweet presence of God here. And join me in welcoming our online audience as well as our television audience. And if you're ever in the Colorado Springs area, stop by and see us. This is the place to be Sunday morning. Lives are being touched, healed, delivered, and your life will be changed as well. Amen. We had an awesome time with the youths this week at James Aaron. What a blessing, my God. <laughs> These kids are full of energy. Amen. And it's, I'm glad that they are channeling it in the right direction. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So many things are happening around here uh, this time of the year. So make plans to join us if you possibly can. And welcome again into God's presence. Thank you, Lord. Let's get into our Bible lesson this morning. John chapter 10. Verse 10. Thank you. Glory be to the name of the Lord. I love this time of the year because everywhere you go, you hear Christmas songs. Even people that don't like God, Jesus, they, they play Christmas songs. John chapter 10, verse 10. It says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill. And to destroy, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Amen. Why do we celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? Somebody will ask, why, why did Jesus come into the world? Uh, why did he have to come to start with? Well, you see, God created man. He created them perfectly, Adam and Eve, and put them in the garden. Everything was going well. And the enemy came and tempted them, and they disobeyed God, and out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which God said they didn't, shouldn't eat, and when they ate, they were separated from God. God gave them life. When they disobeyed God, they went from life to death. They were born again, but in the reverse. So Jesus Christ comes to restore this life that was lost in the beginning. Please, if you're online, share this with somebody. This can change somebody's life. These are the fundamentals. These are the basics. These are the things we need to understand to be able to walk in victory. And I pray in the name of Jesus that by the end of this message, may your life be transformed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So he says here, Lord, he says, let's go back to that verse. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. So mark this down as one of the reasons why Jesus Christ came. He, came. he says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, there are several words in the Greek for life. This word here is zoe. The life of God, the very nature of God. There are other words um, translated life in the New Testament. One of those is, I'll spell it, P-S-U-C-H-E. That means natural or human life. And then there's another one, bios. Remember biology, bios. That means manner of life. And anastrophe means confused behavior. All these are translated life, but in the Greek, there are, uh, there, are, there are other words underneath it. And so many times, we focus on just manner of life. 
But this is the reason why Jesus Christ came. The Bible says, the classic text of the Bible, John chapter 3, verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's that word Zoe there again, everlasting life. Eternal life is, is what the Bible says. He came to take us from death to life. And when we, you receive Jesus Christ, you receive the very life of God. Oh, I pray that you get this this morning. When I realized this um, uh, at some point in my Christian walk, it's one of those things. Last week we talked about the blessing. And then today we are talking about the life of God. I thought for about three days, I couldn't sleep. I was just awake and said, oh, thank you, Lord. I have the life of God in me. I have the life of God in me. What an awesome thing. What a glorious thing. And I pray the same revelation will hit you today. Amen. Amen. The very nature of God, the very being, the very substance of God. One day a certain man came to Jesus. Let's look at him in Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Matthew chapter 19, verse 16. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He went through all the, the rituals, all the ceremonies, the Day of Atonement came and went and all those things, and he realized that there was a missing ingredient in his life. The Day of Atonement came and went, but he realized that something was missing. And, so many, and he comes to Jesus and asks this question, what do I need to do that I may have this eternal life, this life of God in me? And so many times people go through life, we go through life, and we realize that something is missing. And that gap can only be filled when you receive Jesus and when you receive this life. What is it that came into the womb of Mary? And what is it that we are looking for and searching? Sometimes you can search for it, you can look for it in different places, different things. But you will only find reality when you receive this life in the name of Jesus. And when you receive this life, it will transform your life. Let's look at some other scriptures. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Verse 26, John chapter 5, verse 26. So he says, For us the Father has life in himself, so has he granted the Son to have life in himself. The Father has life, and then he's granted the Son to have this life, and then when you receive Jesus, you receive this life. <laughs> this is a key issue. And sometimes people can even appear from the natural standpoint that uh, sometimes when we go on our churches, we are talking to people and we ask them to receive Jesus and, um, and they ask, why do I need to receive Jesus? I'm a good person. Ever heard that one before? Yeah, I'm a good person. I don't, I don't uh, do certain things. And I'm a good person. There was a certain man, one time a preacher went to a, uh, the countryside to preach. When he went, he stayed in the home of a certain family, and he thought the husband or the man, head man of the house, was saved because he was, looked so clean, he looked so well cultured, 
and uh, he didn't engage in certain vices. But later on, they had an open-air crusade, and the man gave his life to Jesus. And the, the kids were shocked. Our father, he doesn't curse, he doesn't use bad words, even if he's doing something and he hits his hand. He doesn't even say shoot. <laughs> he doesn't use substitute words, and I don't either. <laughs> he, was, he was a good person, and so everyone, everyone in the town was shocked. And they said, are you sure that you really, uh, I mean, you really went forward and, and gave your life to Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in, in my mother's home, and my, my mother was a, a Christian, and he took me to church, and he taught, taught us to read the Bible, do certain things, but I had never given my life to Jesus. So the people in the community um, said they were going to um, see if they can see a change in him. And they said, yes, we can see a change in him. They seem there's a light, there's a glow. On him, he's different. And that's biblical. You see, the Bible says one of the effects of this life is in John chapter 1. Notice this. The Bible says, John chapter 1 verse 4, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. They could see that change in him. It's not just about being a good, good person. It's about receiving this life. That's what makes the difference. It reminds me of, of the young man uh, in, in Uganda. We had a crusade there, and uh, when he did, he came with a pastor. So I assumed that he was also a, a Christian. And then later on, uh, I, I found out that it was the first night they brought a gentleman who had, um, who had been mute for 15 years. And by the grace of God, and to God's glory, the person began to speak. And later on, this boy gave his life to Jesus. And I was asking him, did the miracle help? He said, absolutely, the miracles helped me uh, to give my life to Jesus. He said he, was a, he, was a, he, he used to be a very staunch Muslim. And then later on, we're having a meal, and um, <laughs> this was so funny. He, he, he said, before that, I'd never had pork. Um, before and they had pork at the table. He said, I'm going to eat pork to be really sure that I'm saved. <laughs> but he had gone from dead to life. And it was scripture. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, mark these verses. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He had a good time. You only need to give your life to Jesus to have a good time. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are not the old person that you used to be. There is a new person. And one translation says, there is a new species of being. That new person is as new as when Adam was created in the beginning. Before he fell. This is the life that Jesus introduced into the world. And this life, when it comes into an individual, causes a change. How can you explain, like this person, this Muslim I'm talking about, how can you explain how somebody like that, he, he, I mean, when I saw him, he looked very innocent. Very simple, like, I thought he was a Christian. That's why we have to keep sharing the love of Jesus with others. 
Because sometimes so many people are around us, sometimes they are heading on the inside, they may be smiling, they may look good on the outside, but inside, they are heading. I pray in this season, may God use you to lead somebody to Jesus. May God use you to lead somebody to Jesus. You just have to be yourself. Live the Christian life and people will see and, and desire. That's what Jesus Christ said. Let your light so shine before men that they may see and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. Let your light so shine. This light, this eternal life that we have received, let it shine. I like that song. There's light and light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> let that light shine. May your light shine brighter and brighter in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, may your light shine brighter and brighter in Jesus' name. Amen. But when we receive this life, we become partakers of the divine nature. Notice what the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's start from, from verse 3. It says, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us to by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Partakers of the divine nature. Partakers of the very life of God. The very being, the very substance of God is now in us if you are a child of God and if you are not a child of God today you can make a decision to be a child of the most high God that is the good news of the season that things can become new the old is past and everything is new thank you Lord Jesus like I said, when this life comes into us, it changes us. It doesn't matter how wicked the person has been. It doesn't matter how mean the person has been. It doesn't matter the sinful past of the individual. When Jesus Christ comes in, the life of God comes in and you go from death to life. That's what Jesus was referencing when Nicodemus came to him and he comes to Jesus. He sees Jesus doing all these miracles, all these things. And he comes to Jesus, uh, John chapter three, verse one. He says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus. We can stay here right for a very long time. This man came to Jesus. And he had a question by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The man was confused. What do you mean born again? Do I have to go into my mother's womb and be born again? He's thinking about it from the natural standpoint. He said, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about born again from a spiritual standpoint, going from death to life, receiving the life and the nature of God. That's what makes the difference. Remember, he says, this life is in God. This life is in, is in God, it's in Jesus. And when you receive Jesus, you receive this life. What would it do for us? Or what are we supposed to do with this life? 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love God's word. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10. He says, always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. Notice again, that the life of Jesus, the very life of Jesus, also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. God wants this life that we have received to be made manifest in our body. It's one thing for the life to be in you. It's another thing for the life to be made manifest. Twice he says that here. That the life of Jesus may be made manifested in our body. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This life, when it enters a home, will change that home. This life, when it enters your children, your grandchildren, will change your life. One time, a certain woman, she had an outrage to, to prostitute in the red light district of the city that she was in. And so she reached out to these ladies, and some of them kept getting saved and coming to church. And this lady got, got saved and came to church. A certain man got interested in her and wanted to marry her. He said, no, 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 no. You, um, I don't feel clean. <laughs> uh, you don't know my past. So the lady ran away from the city to another city. The man went to the, to the, to the woman that had brought the, the, the lady to the, church, to the church and said, where did she go? So you sit down and let me tell you. <laughs> I don't think you know this person. Uh, this is where I picked this person from. The man said, no, 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 no problem. Uh, if the, and he was scriptural. If she's a new creation in Christ Jesus. Her old life and past is completely gone. She has, made, she has made a turn around. I love her. I want to marry her. She drove, he drove to wherever she was and went to pick her. <laughs> what love would do? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> And they got married and had a beautiful home. And, 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 and 25 years later, the, the man wrote a letter to the lady and said, Look, I thank you so much for finding such a precious gem. Thank you. We have a beautiful home. We have beautiful, beautiful, wonderful children. Thank you so much. What made a difference? The, the, the woman said, I get letters like this from people like that all the time. What made the difference? What can take somebody like that and turn their life around? Only Jesus can. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Only Jesus can do something like that. 
I don't know the hopeless situation that you are in. I don't know the situation that you are in. But thank God in the name of Jesus, Jesus has come into the world and he is available for you today. And when you make that decision to receive him into your life, that's when everything changes. <laughs> in him was life. And the life was the light of man. In so many times, sometimes the difficulty that we have is when we receive Jesus, we want to, him as our, as our Savior, but we don't want him as our Lord. You see, a Lord means that he owns you. He has a say-so in every aspect of your life. So sometimes we receive Jesus as, okay, you Jesus... Welcome into the house, uh, but you sit here in this part of the house. Uh, you are not allowed to come to any area. Just sit here. <laughs> but I pray in the name of Jesus that we'll let Jesus make us, make him Lord over every aspect of our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at some other scriptures along those lines. John chapter 5, verse 24. Thank you, Lord. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death unto life. See, you don't get, if, if, you, see, you see, sometimes we think of, we think of etern eternal life as living forever. Well, there's more to that because even the person who doesn't receive Jesus as Lord and accept him, and ends up in hell, and hell is a real place. Sometimes we don't want to hear it, but there are people right there right now, and there are people also in heaven. But the person who goes eventually ends up in hell, they're also going to live forever. It's just that they will live in a different place. And the person who received Jesus will also live forever. It's just they will live in a different place and with a different person. <laughs> so, so he says, if you have passed from death unto life, you, shall, you will not come unto judgment. We keep announcing these things because uh, whether we realize it or not, Jesus is coming. He's coming again. He said so. Somebody said, I don't believe it. It doesn't change anything. He says he's coming. <laughs> That's what they said to Noah in his days. When we were with the kids, I was saying something uh, to them, and then one of them said, yeah, 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 that's what, that's what happened to Noah. Noah kept telling his people. I said, this, this child, this, 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 youth, this youth is, is much. She's, she's, she's figuring it out. That's what Noah kept saying to, to his generation. Rain, flood is coming. I'm building this. I'm coming to the ark. I said, you are preaching to me. Let us, let us go. <laughs> we have to keep announcing these things. Jesus is coming. Look at the events of the world. The events happening in the world. So to escape, your only sure way to escape uh, and go from death to life is through Jesus. There is no other way. There's no other way. You go from death to life. Notice 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 1 John chapter 3, verse 14. He says, we know 
<laughs> Do you know this? We know, not we guess. No, we are not sure. No, maybe this is so, or this is not so. We know. We know. Do you know that this morning? We know that we have passed from death to life. What is the first sign? Because we love. Because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. We know. We know. We are sure. If you are not sure, you can be sure at the end of this message. This is one of the reasons why Jesus Christ came. And I pray. You say, I pray that you will make him Lord of your life. We love. That is one of the first times that you have received this life of God. Yes, the, 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 the love of God just comes out of you. Oozes out of you. I pray may we walk in this love in Jesus' name. Amen. You just want to be a blessing to somebody. Thank you, Lord Jesus. John chapter 20, verse 30. John 20, verse 30. He says, there are so many things that Jesus did. And truly, D Jesus did many signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. This same life is what heals us. He says the life of God should be made manifest in our body. By the grace of God, this year in, in the crusade, we've seen blind, deaf, all kinds of miracles. It's this same life. It's this same life. That believing you may receive life in his name. But you see, we have to let this life manifest in our lives. When you go to the office, when in your home, in your marriage, in every aspect of your life. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. One, preach, one preacher put it this way. He said, uh, if, if, you're, if you're preaching a sermon and you want there to be a great calm, remember Jesus calmed the storm. Uh, he said, you start talking about money, children, home, or marriage, one of these subjects, and there'll be a great calm. Because <laughs> these are some of the areas that sometimes we refuse to yield to the Lordship of Jesus. But I pray in the name of Jesus, may we completely yield to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. First John chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. This is the beauty of Christianity. That Jesus, when we receive him, we become the children of God in reality. As much like Jesus was a child and of God, we become children of God with the Heavenly Father. 
That's what separates Christianity from other religions. In fact, Christianity is a relationship. The father and his children. The children of the most high God. Oh, my God. When I think about this, I get so happy. I thank God. He says, what manner of love the father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of the most high God. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Let's go a step further. What will this life do for us? You see, you see Jesus was, became incarnate in the womb of Mary. But in the New Testament, when you receive Jesus into your life, this is another miracle <laughs> that happens. In the Old Testament, you see, it was, it was, God was in the holies of holies. And the priest could only go there once a year, very cautiously, to into the presence of God. They tie something on his leg, and every now and then they'll check, are you still there? Are you still there? <laughs> because if you didn't follow certain regulations, uh, he potentially could die over there. It, that's how you could only approach God from that standpoint. And once a year, he will go and make certain sacrifices to cover the sins of the people. And when Jesus Christ was on the cross, one of the things that happened is that the veil that separated the holies of holies, that veil was torn from the top to the bottom. That thing was very thick. 20, 20 feet by 40 feet or so and 5 inches thick. And some way, somehow, maybe a, a, a mess, an angel or some, an, somebody Tore that thing in from top to bottom. And it was separated. And now God was saying that, look, now you can approach me directly and come into the Holy of Holies. Hallelujah. Even as Jesus became incarnate in the womb of Mary, it was a miracle. But the beauty of it is. When you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, see, these are the things we should make our own. Huh? Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? The presence that was set up in the holies of holies. Now, if you are a child of God, that presence is now in you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes I look in the mirror and I say, God lives in this man. That's scriptural. <laughs> because he says, you are the temple of... Of the living God. It seemed that he, he desperately wanted them to get this. The Corinthians. That he says again in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19. Or do you not know. That your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is in you. Whom you have from God. And you are not your own. For you were bought at a price. 
Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God. Hallelujah. Oh, you done on somebody tonight at some point. <laughs> you do like I did. I couldn't sleep. I said, my God, the life of God is in me. He dwells in me. He lives in me. But you see, since you are not your own, he used the term that you are bought at, you are bought at a price. You are a child of the Most High God. God indwells you. What is he in there to do? He's there to help you. He's there to put you over. To help you walk in victory. You are not your own. Mm, mm, mm. You are not your own. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He's there to help you in every area of your life if you will allow him. Then he wrote another letter to them again. I want these people to get this thing. And he wants us to get it as well. The same way Jesus was, he became incarnate in the womb of Mary. Now he indwells us through the person of the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? You see that there should be a difference between us and the world. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness? So the believer is called righteousness. The unbeliever is called lawlessness. What communion has light? The believer is called light. The unbeliever is called darkness. These are two contrasts. And what accord has Christ with Belial? So, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God? The believer is called the temple of God. The unbeliever is called idols. <laughs> there are two different, separate contracts. Do not be unequally yoked. Oh, I could stay here for a very long time too because this will solve a lot of problems. <laughs> My God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, I better not go there. Let's keep going. <laughs> No, let's talk about it. It will help somebody. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people are dating somebody and then you ask, is the person a Christian? They say, no, 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 he's not a Christian. He said, no, I'm, I'm going to convert him. I'm going to save him. Uh, this verse will solve that problem. <laughs> because so many heartaches, people have gone through so many heartaches simply by skipping so, uh, just a simple verse like this. There was a certain woman, um, that she was, she was around 55 and the husband had passed and um, she, said, she told the children, look, uh, um, I want to go get married. And again, the she had raised the kids right. So they asked her, uh, mom, we want you to get married again. That's no problem. We actually want you to do that. But the first question is, uh, is this person saved? He said, no, no, no. She said, no. I said, mom, you know better than that. Sometimes uh, elderly people and younger people still need to be advised and counseled. Uh, but and, and she got upset that he had even brought it up. And then later on, um, she went ahead and overrode it and, 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 and married this person. And it caused so much heartache for her. Uh, one day the man came home and he was drunk. He just came home late at night drunk and just started kicking her, 
Let's order mass. And she left the house, uh, dark eyes, almost half naked, just walking around, and then the, the, the pastors took, uh, held her out. But all that could have been avoided just by the simple verse. See, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Says if any, anyone desires to marry, let them marry in the Lord. It's a great calm, like that a preacher said, <laughs> when you get into some of this area. But this will help somebody. Amen. It says, verse 16, for you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. I will dwell in them. I will walk among them. This is one of the best things in Christianity. That Jesus Christ oh, became incarnate in the womb of Mary. But now he indwells us through the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm not your own. I'm not my own. You are not your own. He is our Lord. Oh, when you step out of this place, oh, realize that God dwells in you and he wants to express himself through you to the world and to others around you. I will dwell in them. My God. Let's look at some more scriptures along those lines. My God. Are you getting this? The life and the nature of God is in you. Let him loose through you. In Jesus' mighty name. Glory be to the name of God. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4. Because sometimes pastor people say, oh, pastor, you, you don't know what, what I'm going through. This is, this is the answer. Look at this. Verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit whether they have God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. Verse 4. You are of God. Somebody say, I'm of God. I'm of God. Little children. I like that, 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 that phrase, you are of God. Sometimes you read uh, the, the, the genealogies, and those are the ones you want to skip. <laughs> This is the son of so, 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 the son. And then you read and you keep reading it. They are there for a reason, though. <laughs> and you read all those long lists of son of this, son of this, son of this, son of this. But in the New Testament, our genealogy is this, that we are of God. Amen. I said we are of God. Amen. We are children of the Most High God. You may belong to a physical family, all right. Oh, but thank God you are part of the body of Christ. And you are a child of the Most High God. You were given birth to by God himself. Somebody shout, I'm of God. I'm of God. Shout it, I'm of God. I'm of God. 
<laughs> I'm so happy when I start talking about God's word like that. I get excited. <laughs> I get happy. <laughs> it's like I'm going to the moon and come back. <laughs> I'm of God. What is the result? Little children and have overcome them. What is the them that he's talking about? Those evil spirits that he's talking about in the prior verses. Why? Because Jesus overcame them for us. Because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. This is our source of victory. The one living in you. You are the temple of the living God. As he has said, I will dwell in them. I will walk in them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Is he your God? Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. What is in the world? Obviously this these, these spirits that he's talking about, test, trial, challenges, difficulties. How do we overcome? Because the one living in us is greater. I said he's 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 greater. We are sons or children of the most high God. So what is our response? Uh, we are not our own. We are here to reflect the excellency of our God. We are here to reflect, to live, to rule, and to reign in life. This is our source of victory. This is our source of victory. And in the name of Jesus, I see you walking in victory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It goes to chapter 4, chapter 5, and when he gets there, he's writing a letter. So we, we, the, the Bible is divided into chapters and verses to help us reference, but originally they were writing letters. You don't write a letter to Aunt Jane and say chapter 1, verse 1. Verse 2, verse 3. No, no, you don't do that. <laughs> you just write a beautiful letter. Hello, Merry Christmas. I miss you. I'll see you soon. <laughs> but he says, 1 John 5, verse 4, And whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Anyone that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, who is he that overcomes the world by he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Whatever is born of God, it puts you in a different class. A class of overcomers. So it doesn't matter what you are faced with today, the destination is overcoming. Destination overcoming. I like that. <laughs> Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Greater is he who lives in you than he who lives in the world. Tests, trials, challenges, doesn't matter. 
even as God sent his son, he loved us so much. He sent his son to come and die for us. Where would we have been without Jesus? I don't know where we would have been. <laughs> you ask yourself, where would you have been without Jesus? Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. He saved me. He transformed my life. But you see, the, he's, he, he wants us to walk in victory. He wants us to overcome. We'll, look at, we'll continue next week. But, but you see, one of the reasons, uh, we'll wrap up with this. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. He's here to put you over. I like, let me read it from the classic Amplified. Then we'll read it from classic and provide. Mark these verses, please. Don't let them get away from you. Thank you, Lord. Matthew, Romans chapter 5, verse 17. For if by one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Adam got us into a mess. Somebody <laughs> say, if they see him in heaven, they'll have some questions for him. <laughs> but Jesus, through one man, Those who receive. Now let's really read it from the classic Amplified. Let me pull it up. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I love God's word. Do you love God's word? Yes. God's word is always good, isn't it? Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Thank you, Lord. He says, Oh my God. For if because of one man's trespass, lapse, offense, Death reigned through that one, much more surely will those who receive God's overflowing grace, unmerited favor, and the free gift of righteousness, putting them into right standing with himself, reign as kings in life through the one man, Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Hallelujah. Reigning life as kings. You see, the king reigns in their domain using words. Reign over circumstances, situations. Through Jesus Christ. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus. Through the anointed one. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This morning is anointed service. So we'll wrap up with that word anointed. Anointed. Anointed one. The Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the, to anoint just simply means to wrap, to smear. But Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. 
Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. One time he sent out his disciples and when he sent them, they went out and anointed people with oil. That's a, that's a biblical practice. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Bible says, and he, Acts 6, 7, and he called the 12 to himself and began to send them out two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. Verse 12, so they went out and preached that people should repent and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. You see, the prophecy says he gave them power. But they went out and anointed with oil. If Thomas was there, Thomas was the one that said, when Jesus was raised up, he said, if I don't see him, I won't believe. If I don't put the, my finger in there, into the hole, I won't believe. So Thomas, I'm sure, will ask, you give us power. Where's the power? <laughs> the anointing oil became a medium for the transference of power for the healing of the sick. James chapter 5, verse, four, verse 14. James chapter 5, verse 14. It says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over, them, over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins... He will be forgiven. So you see here again, the elders should be called for in certain situations for people to be anointed with oil. So you can be anointed to do different things. In the Old Testament, they anointed the priests to function in the office of the priest. They anointed the king. They anointed the prophet. They even anointed uh, certain vessels in the house of God. What they were doing is setting apart those vessels for the use of God. So, and the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27, that the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The, 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 the King James says, the anointing oil. It shall come to pass, the New King James, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed. Because of the anointing, or because, yes, it's because of the anointing oil. So no matter the yoke, sometimes it's a burden, something is weighing you down. Sometimes it's sickness, it's disease, sometimes it's pain. As you are anointed this morning, if you, if, if you, if you like to be anointed and you are prayed over, I pray in the name of Jesus, may every yoke be destroyed. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. One time during an anointing service like this, a certain woman came in. She said she had pain in the chest. And after she was anointed by the grace of God, the pain was completely gone to the glory of God. Jesus hasn't changed. He's still in the miracle business. Thank God for Jesus. And I pray in this season, this will be a season of rest. 
not a season of stress. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> a season of rest, not a season of stress. And I pray that you will keep your eyes upon Jesus in the midst of everything else that is going on. And think, mark these verses. Think about it. This, this, the, 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 the sermon or the message this morning. The life of God is now in you. God now indwells you. Now he wants this life to come out to be a blessing to others. So I pray in the name of Jesus that in this season, may you be a blessing to others. All throughout your life, allow this life to come out of you in the name of Jesus. When you go to the office, when you go to the work, to work, you see, like, like they notice that much. People can tell the difference. When, you are, when the Bible says that we are living epistles, now I'm starting to preach again. Known and read by all people. So sometimes we didn't know that you are a Christian. When, they are, when you are coming, you say, ah, please don't, don't talk like that. This person is here. Don't, don't, ah, shh, shh, shh. don't guess around this person. Don't say bad words about this person. <laughs> because you are the light in that place. They can tell the difference. May you be a burning and a shining light in Jesus' name. May your light continue to shine in Jesus' name. May your light continue to shine in Jesus' name. He talks about John the Baptist. He says that he was a burning and a shining light. And you were willing to rejoice in that light. Somebody said, Pastor, is that in the Bible? Yeah, 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 it's in the Bible. That's your, that's, that's your homework. Go and search where that verse is. <laughs> It was a burning and a shining light, and you were willing to rejoice. Now we have this smartphone, so you can, use, you can do a word search. You'll find it easily. You were willing to rejoice in his light for a season, talking about John the Baptist. May that be your testimony, that people are willing to rejoice in the light that is coming out of you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll continue Wednesday and then Sunday. But in this season, as we prepare for the coming of the Lord, the, the, the celebrate the birth of Jesus, like John the Baptist said, pre prepare the way for the Lord. Declutter your heart. And I pray in Jesus' name that your life, may your life not be the same in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.